Rebellions are built on hope. Welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Alberto Calderon, and thank you for joining us on another great Star Wars Saturday. And I am joined today by two great Star Wars fans, Star Wars guests. He was here last week. He'll be here for the rest of the Book of Boba Fett talks. Go ahead. Who's here, Oti? I mean, yeah, it's you. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> and then joining our special guest today from the ConCon's Cantina, it is Connor. Connor, how are you doing? Welcome to the Rebellion. Thank you, Alberto. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here, guys. Yeah, yeah. You when we started when before Book of Boba Fett came out, I started kind of posting out that hey, it's coming. I gotta start playing my show. So we're one of the first that reached out. Hey, if you need a guest, let me know. And of course, let's go ahead and, and do it. So Connor, we're talking a little bit before. It is your first time here. So if you wouldn't mind kind of telling us a little bit about what your show is, your podcast, and where are things going right now. Well, what is up, everybody? I am Connor Jackson, uh, also known as It's ConCon. I am one of two hosts for ConCon's Cantina, a Star Wars drinking podcast. Uh, <laughs> me and my friends, we were always, you know, drinking bourbons, beers, and we always ended up talking about fandom, nerd stuff, primarily Star Wars. And I'm like, we need to start a podcast. We need to put this, you know, on the internet, right? You know, talk talk about beers and whatnot. So uh, every episode, we always talk about uh, Star Wars primarily. We do cover a little bit of Marvel. Um, but every episode, we have a, a drink. Must be 21 years or older, of course, depending <laughs> on where you live, except for you, Germany. You guys can drink pretty much whenever you want. But um, we talk about what we're drinking. We give it a rating. Uh, we have our Mando scale, right? So there's 10 Mandos down in the covert. And it's how many of those Mandos would enjoy what we're drinking. Uh, and then we we go over Star Wars. So obviously right now we're covering uh, Book of Boba Fett. And we have coverage dating all the way back to Mandalorian Season 1, uh, Season 2, and then also some of the movies. Cool. Uh, so make sure everyone go, go ahead and check that out. Uh, it's always interesting when you meet new people doing Star Wars podcasts, how they come up with, your, with their shows and trying to find that niche to kind of make it different because there's so many out there just to find a yeah. way. So it's... That's a great way to kind of put all your love, just not just Star Wars drinking, mix them, mixing them up a little bit. And I'm sure it makes for a great show. Uh, so yeah, we're all a little tired. We talked about it a little bit before. Our friend Dale is here. How are you doing, Dale? He's always here. Thanks for, for joining us today. Um, I got this new shirt today, a retro Mandalorian nice. shirt. My wife got it for me a little before St. Valentine's Day. It's a free St. Valentine's Day gift. So she's already out of the way. She got me. So is good uh any star wars not podcast wise any star wars stuff you guys have been doing this week in kind of preparation for today or whatever um if you want to go first connor um you know i'll just we'll we'll do what i've been doing star wars wise is i've i've been i've been combing through the star wars twitterverse all right <laughs> oh no why uh, exactly <laughs> star wars twitterverse is not the most amazing place in the world but uh facebook groups and, and other stuff just seeing like what people were talking about the episode and just a, a general comment that i'd like to make something that is a little upsetting is when you know let's be honest people didn't like the speeder bike stuff right mm -hmm. you know it wasn't very well received and a lot of people are like really downing the show as a whole just because of one scene um and you know one scene doesn't damn the whole show um 
you know, it wasn't my favorite episode. Uh, but that's what I did in preparation. You know, uh, obviously I had my notes from uh, mm -hmm. from when we recorded our episode on the third episode. Um, but, you know, I, I gave the episode a six out of ten. I think that there's some things that uh, hopefully the show can do better in. Uh, I'm still mm -hmm. really enjoying it. But, yeah, the speeder bike chase scene was uh, was tough. Right. Uh, we're sure to get into it for a little bit. Yeah. So before we go into it, first, always, if you're watching this live, thanks for being here. Make sure that you hit that like button, all that fun stuff that YouTubers are supposed to push out there. Comment, subscribe, all that. Mo is here. Love, love to see you again, Mo. Thanks for being here. Um, and if you're watching this later, make sure to leave a comment. Make sure you subscribe. And if you're listening to this on the audio podcast when it comes out on Monday, also thank you and leave us a rating review wherever. Spotify now has those ratings, Apple Podcasts, all those fun stuff. Um, there really isn't a lot of Star Wars news out there. We talked a little bit that there's rumors about a Bo-Katan TV show, which I'm not putting too much stock into it. Uh, the new Mando season two, Art of, got announced. So that's coming out. Uh, so yeah, not a lot of... Star Wars news, anything you guys want to add to that before we kind of dive into Boba Fett? Uh, I'm excited about the the art of Mandalorian Season 2. I have the book for um, Mandalorian Season 1. Um, it's a very, very cool coffee table book, so mm -hmm. I am actually excited about the second one. I I asked for the first season book for, for Christmas and the second one because I didn't know it, it hadn't released yet, and my mom or Santa Claus called me and was like, <laughs> hey, um this book isn't out yet and i was like oh <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah they they were how that work after you called santa went to the elves oh no autis asking for this we gotta get it out there soon <laughs> yeah so i have the art of for the sequel trilogy i love those i i have some of the others for solo and rogue one and i wanted to get these but since we get a lot of that art as the credits for the for every episode it kind of pushed me a little me a little bit out i can just watch it there but i know there's some great information how they come up with the shows and all those books so for all you guys i love um all the art that goes into all the shows and how they prepare them uh it's a great great it's, books to get out there i i would advise a bit of caution because you start with the star wars one then you got the blade runner <laughs> one and i got the <laughs> x-men animated show one it's very addictive <laughs> it's a slippery slope yeah yeah for sure yeah it's just... very good it's like everything, like back there, let me grab one Funko Pop and then you run out of space and all that stuff. Yeah. All right, so we're here to talk Book of Boba Fett. So if you guys are ready, I know I'm ready. Let's talk Star Wars and the Book of Boba Fett, our book reports. I, I gotta make that a little bit louder. It just sound like, eh, there's someone writing on the chalkboard. It sounded good. It's yeah, fine. It's, fine. It's, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, so yes, episode three. I'm gonna start with you, Connor. It's your first time here, so I don't know your thoughts overall of the season so far. You mentioned before that you are enjoying it, but have a little issues. So just overall, what are you feeling about the season so far, and overall thoughts on this episode before we jump into more specifics? Uh, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, I am enjoying uh, the flashbacks. Mm -hmm. um, the timeline can be a little confusing, maybe for a little bit more casual watchers, you know, where we're kind of jumping around in the Star Wars timeline a little bit. Um, I don't mind uh, the I don't mind the dialogue. I think the acting is pretty good. I really, really like the costuming in the show. Star Wars mm -hmm. has always done really, really good with costuming. Um, everything has looked really, really good. They've done a great job with 
uh, CGI has looked very, very good. And then practical effects uh, has been absolutely amazing. The Rancor practical effects in this yeah. episode was like up there in some Star Wars monster type stuff for me. It was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, um, you know, I'm still kind of wondering, you know, where we're going. Um, you know, it's it's kind of hard to propel a plot when you're in the same place. You know, we're, we're pretty much in Jabba's palace and then we're pretty much in Mas Espa. Um, so if the plot isn't really, really moving, it makes the show seem slow when your locations aren't changing. So that's probably my only overall gripe right now. I, I am enjoying the show. Yeah, for me, I think it's we're like three episodes in basically basically halfway. And the present time story has moved like a day and a half. So it's like, OK, what's all this should have happened before? And we should be like three or four weeks into it kind of more. I don't know. It's taking I know some oh, take it slow is the story's building. It's, yeah, I think it's going too slow for being almost halfway through. Yeah. But Oti, Connor mentioned it. There's a, this is not just the most divisive or the most talked about episode so far. I've seen on Twitter people saying this is their favorite. Others mm-hmm. saying we're done. This is not Star Wars, the Vespas. So there's a lot of comments out there. Again, overall, where do you stand with this episode? Okay, one quick comment. Uh, Connor <laughs> mentioned that the timeline is kind of weird, and for me, someone who likes it's like inside the Star Wars. No, I made a weird comment in my podcast <laughs> saying like, "Oh, I wonder if Quill could make a, a cameo in this show." And, and my Tony, who's who's helping me with the reviews, he's like, "Quill's dead, dude." And I'm like, "Oh, right," because this is like after the, <laughs> the the first season of Mandalorian. So, okay, this episode. So I, I I was with this group of Twitter people who loved the episode, and I do my review very early in the morning, and I was like, this was my favorite episode. <laughs> and then I upload everything, and like at noon, I start checking Twitter, and I see the backlash, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really liked it. Uh, all right, so we'll get into it. It's funny. I was yesterday guesting on um, Outer Rim Beacon, talking about this episode and talking about where does everything take place. And this was mostly about the flashback. How much time has Boba Fett spent with the Tuscans? I thought it's been like two days. And the way they were talking, it's probably a couple of weeks for everything to kind of be to the place it is. And I, well, I didn't get that. So it, I think all those points you guys are making are valid. At this timeline, we still really don't know where everything's going, how much time he's spending inside the Sarlacc. I think it's a few hours or a couple of days. How how he's surviving there? People are saying weeks. I mean, unless the Sarlacc is keeping him alive. I don't know. But Star Wars time has always been weird. Like, how much time was Luke with Yoda and (laughs) Dagobah? Like, we really don't know. So, and... And how long ha- did it? How, how much time between the sail barge attack and mm-hmm. the attack on the on the Death Star? In the movies, like yeah, the, let's go fight. And maybe <laughs> they took a break for like a couple of weeks and then went to the rebellion. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. detour. Rogue One, I believe, was like one of the first bits of Star Wars canon material or our or Star Wars visual material period that we got where we actually saw a jump in time and a representation of how much time, right? It was like, uh, you know, what was it? 13 years later or so mm-hmm. when, the, when the Rogue One story starts and they could really, really benefit not only in future Star Wars projects, but just Star Wars in general of 
you know, we most fans know ABY, you know, all of the abbreviations, having some sort of a stamped timeline of how much time is passing, I think would benefit a lot. All right. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's funny because then some of the thoughts I've heard about the sequel trilogy, when they put a timeline, oh, we got six hours in The Last Jedi, or we only have six hours worth of fuel. People complain, oh, you're putting too much of a crunch in that. And then for Rise of Skywalker, it's the same thing. Oh, they're launching in X, we got 24 hours or whatever. I kind of crunches the story, but now we're kind of too expansive. We don't know what's going on. And, uh, and so yeah, we saw who was there, Otti? I couldn't see Mr. Rez. Oh, Mr. Rez and, and Paul. And Paul, good afternoon, gents. Thanks for being here, Paul. Uh, so Otti, I want to start with you because last time when we were talking about the Tuscan Raiders, and then we'll just jump into the flashbacks and you can tell us your thoughts about we'll leave what happened at the end. But when we were talking last week about the Tuscan Raiders, do they have names? Are they gonna show their faces or whatever? You said you had a theory about something, and we never circled back to it. Uh, do you remember what it was? Yes. Is it still in play with everything that happened in this episode? No, I, I kind of mentioned it in the in the episode at, at the end. Like, I thought that he would like work with the Tuscans in present time, but then during the recording of our episode. Mm -hmm. I started thinking, I was like, I think the Tuscans are gonna die, and that's what's gonna get him to go out of the go back to the criminal world. And sadly, I was right. <laughs> yes, I do remember you saying they're gonna die on me, and I think um Roberto also said, No, they're not gonna die. And eh, yes, it's not that they died, it's I think it's how they died or how yeah, they we'll explain it. it. We'll but anyway, so the flashback starts and we get Boba riding the Bantha, which was a great shot. You talk kind of about how the costumes are great. The Bantha is great. That way it moved to me was a little weird. But that shot was great. And then he went on to talk to the Pikes, say, hey, you got to pay up. And then the Pike, I don't know, this captain general leader, whatever, just chilling in his little air conditioning hut just kind of laying back, uh, okay, I'll pay you, but I'm not gonna pay anyone else. So you gotta go deal with that. Then we learned that this biker gang, what is it, that Kintan Striders went to the village, massacred all the Tuscans, and that's when Boba kind of comes back, burns everything. Uh, so before we jump into the controversy out there with this scene, what was your guys's, and Connor will start with you for, with this flashback, just in seeing Boba, Riding the Bantha into Tatooine, into Mosespa, and then what happened at the end? I love the flashbacks. I love the Tuscans. It's my favorite uh, so far. For sure. You know, we, we got a brief introduction to more of Tuscan culture in Mando, and it's just been a highlight of the show, you know, to see them in their different garbs. And now we've learned that there's different tribes. Uh, the Bantha was so slow. I don't know if you guys know <laughs> this, but a 20-minute walk is a 40-minute Bantha ride. <laughs> like that thing. <laughs> Funny because when when he sees the smokes coming out of the village, he leaves the bantha and goes running. I'm like, you just go with the bantha. I oh, know it's probably easier. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, uh, we we have a theory at Concon's Cantina, and we're really hoping that the main, uh, you know, the stunt female, the main kind of Tuscan mm -hmm. that one v ones, we don't see her. Yeah. We don't see the body, and we don't really see you know, exclusively like her gaffy stick or something mm -hmm. like that. We're really hoping that we continue flashback scenes and we get more of her. Um, I, I wasn't 
I'm not super ready to leave the Tuscans. Um, that, that's yeah, that's my fine. I think the Pikes look great, also. Right. Yes, we'll get into the Pikes because, especially at the end, I love the design of the Pikes, the way they're just coming down that ramp. But Ote, we'll get to you. But also, we saw the return of Pelimoto uh, walking with her uh, pit droids down the down the village down there, putting the Stormtrooper helmets on the Pikes. Uh, reminiscence of Mando. I think this is on the show was yesterday that they said this is the same shot, just a different angle from the gunslinger in Mandalorian. So that's when they're thinking that there's a huge time jump that we're not really seeing. Mm -hmm. I haven't checked it, that episode again, but so we got Peli, which is great to see there. But Otto, what are your thoughts on this kind of introduction or reintroduction to the flashback before we get back to the village? Quick, quick thing, um, Peli. Um... I loved seeing her, and <laughs> it's weird because I hated her at, when I first saw her. The in first Orlando. one. No. Yeah, and, and it's happened twice when she returned in in season two. I was like, ah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, I, I was so happy to see like that quick cameo. Um, what was the question? I forgot. Uh, just your thoughts on the flashback before we jump into what the Tuscan getting killed. Oh, what yeah. Kind of so. Means. I mentioned that the flashbacks hadn't be hadn't been working for me, and it has nothing to do to the, with the story. It's how they how they interwine. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I get it's important, but I I wasn't a fan on on how they how it's been executed. Mm -hmm. This one I liked. I I think it was quick. It was straight to the point to what we're supposed to be seeing, and we'll get to the controversy. But yeah, I I liked how how it played out. All right, so let's just jump right into it. First, the the Pike guy just sitting there with no helmet, no face mask, chilling with his drink or whatever, uh, says, hey, I'm not going to pay you. I talked to my guys over there with the syndicate, and they said, we're not going to pay two people. You got to go deal with this other gang, Kington Striders, the, the, the Nikto. And when Boba comes back, the whole village is destroyed. I'm with you guys. I don't think that Tuscan warrior, that she's dead, they would have showed her. If they show the chief, they show the stick that basically belonged to the kid, the Tuscan warrior has to be out there. It's Star Wars. If we don't see a body, and even if we see a body, probably, they, they can still be alive. But then it's one of those things that everyone gushed last week about representation for the Tuscan Raiders, what this meant to indigenous people, to Native Americans, and all that. Uh, Boba Fett basically said, this is their land. They, they're taking their land back. And everyone was so happy about what this meant, finally. And then they all got killed, which a lot of us, or a lot of you guys kind of thought this might happen. But at least for myself, it's the way it happened. It happened off screen with this great Tuscan village that we had come to know and love. We knew there were great warriors. In the previous episode, Boba Fett told them, hey, you're warriors. Now you have technology to defend yourself. You're set. And then they get killed off screen. Seems pretty easy. Kind of throws away what we learned and goes back to these tropes that a lot of people that watch worse movies had said a lot better than I have, that this always happens. Uh, the Indians get killed because they're the the, I don't know, the savages out there. And this has to happen for Boba Fett's story to move forward. But he, thought, in my point of view, he didn't need this motivation. He has changed already by living with the Tuscans. And we saw that in the first two episodes. He didn't need this type of motivation. Oh, now I got to go do something. He's past that. 
So it kind of so got punch and a punch in the face to a lot of people that felt that Star Wars was finally kind of moving forward to now take two steps back, which unfortunately is something that they've done in the past. So Oti, I'll start with you because you said you love this episode and then kind of going through Twitter and see some of the backlash, not talking about the Vespa, so we'll get to that in a minute, but about these, the way the Tuscans were kind of handled <laughs> for in this episode. Yeah, um, quickly, hi to Apprentice Ewok. Ooh, thanks for being and, here. And I'm with Mo, Tuscan warrior is alive. Nobody know that, I completely agree. So, okay, I to okay, I have this thing like I don't see these parallels like some <laughs> people do. Um, and when I saw the Tuscan death, I was like, oh, that's sad, and moved on. Like I didn't go into this whole you know <laughs> representation thing. And you know, then reading the comments on Twitter, I'm like, yeah, okay, they have a point. So I agree. It's it's kind of sloppy how it's done, like off screen. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it, it's kind of weird because they didn't really have to go with that trope. They mm -hmm. could have like chosen to do something a bit different. Maybe they keep getting attacked and Bo was like, you know what, I, I should leave and straighten things out. And I don't know, maybe I'd be a bit more creative instead of jumping into the tropes, which Star Wars usually does. Like, is mm -hmm. if there's a trope like right there, Star Wars is just gonna hit it. <laughs> And yeah, you know, it, it kind of sucks. And I really hope we get like a con like continue that story in some way, like maybe with the warrior, if she is alive or not. The I think we did we see like the, the body of the kid. And no, but everyone's not? assuming that that gaffy stick that he throws at the end no, is okay. the kids. So a little oh, okay. bit smaller. I think it's the one he hit him, hit him with yeah. in the first episode. So it's kind of, yeah, you don't see the body because that might be a little bit too far. But kind of that steak represented. And I'm 100% with you that when I watch this show, especially the first time, all that stuff just goes right over my head. Since I didn't watch it till the end of the day, uh, unfortunately, I was on Twitter, so I saw a lot of people complaining, oh, not ruin it, but saying, oh, all the forward steps we took with representation of the Tosca now gets thrown away. So when I saw this happen, okay, I know what they're talking about. But if I saw this at 3 in the morning when people are watching it, I'll be, yeah, that's a great episode. And whatever, but kind of hearing everyone, unfortunately, people's kind of changed my view of it. But first watch, I wouldn't have picked on it. Uh, so, Connor, same for you, or did you kind of see it different when you watched it the first time? Yeah, when I watched it the first time, I, you know, exactly like Adi said, we we spent so much time with them, and it feels like we're we're not getting a payoff, right? You mm -hmm. know, it, it was it was odd to see it off camera. Maybe it's a budget issue. You know, yeah. maybe it's a big fight scene. You know, there's probably a real world explanation as to why we didn't get it. Um, you know, and, and it's been probably my favorite part of the show so far. So the way that it was handled, I think it could have been done a little bit better. Um, but, you know, we still have the hope of the Tuscan warrior. So mm -hmm. hopefully we continue to get more flashbacks. But, yeah, definitely yeah. the off screen stuff. I, I wasn't a fan of it. Yeah. And, and maybe she's still alive when she and Boba meets meet back up, then they'll flash back to this and she can explain and we kind of see what happened. I I wanted to add it's also weird because this is the shortest episode and yeah. like quite a lot. So there could have been like maybe five more minutes of maybe that little battle or something. I don't know. Uh, it definitely could have been done better. Yeah. 100%. We can see the Bantha like 500 yards and Boba just decided to to leg it. In his I, 60 I, years, he was faster walking than taking the bath. 
I just wanted to say, I think the Bantha being slow, because when I saw it moving, I was like, oh my god, this is, this is going to be horrible. It's so slow. <laughs> I think that prepared me for the race at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. That's, it's like poetry, right? We, no yeah. one had seen it that way, but you're right. And I'm gonna, I was going to wait, but i probably forget about it. But you mentioned Connor. Maybe it's a budget thing. I was thinking about how a lot of, in each episode, I think, there's some things that look great, and some that kind of make you, eh, really? You didn't have a little bit more budget? And my the way I see it, it reminds me of when we're younger, or we're kids, and you, you're told, okay, this is your budget. You have $20 to buy whatever you want. And then you spend 18 on the first thing that you see, and then your parents go, dude, we still got like four more stores to go. And then you're complaining because you don't have money. Because the Rancor is one of the best creatures out there. In this episode, it looks awesome. Uh, Black or Santa and that fight, awesome. Last week, the train, the train heist, awesome. The Bantha, eh, too slow. The chase at the end, too slow. So it's like, did you run out of money because you spend it all on the Rancor puppet? So I don't know. That's the way I see it. But as we're jumping then to the present time, unless you guys have anything else to add to the flashbacks, we go back to Camino. And then we see the first two scenes that we saw in the first, ep first two episodes now edited together, just one long shot of Boba seeing Django Fett kind of leave Camino. Um, are we coming back to Camino, you think, or is, is that it? I mean, Tobacco City is not there, so maybe he's going for like a beach trip or something? Man, I should have. Okay. <laughs> Come on, dude. It's, it's only been like two months. No, I uh, are we going back in another flashback to Camino City? Oh, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I would like to see more Camino stuff. Um, uh, you know, I I kind of have a hunch that after this episode, though, we might be done with flashbacks, period. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, that could change. But with how we leave the Tuscans, you know, if the Tuscans are supposed to be this revelation of how Boba is this new Boba that we know, if they're not there anymore, we might not get any more flashbacks. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. The Fennec thing. Sorry? I think we're going to get the how he met Fennec oh, or yeah. how he saved her. I, yeah, I agree. Sure I agree. Yeah, I mean, that has to come. But I some I think I thought we would have seen that already. But in, uh, anyway, we jump to the present time. I usually go in order, but let's get it out of the way. The, Tos the Vespa again. So the Mos Espa's Vespa. Um, let's just jump into the controversy. Alti, you said you were, you were ready for the chase because of the slow bantha. Did it throw you off when you saw these guys too bright? Alberto, Doesn't look it, like Star Wars. It was six in the morning. I was in my <laughs> bed with my iPad. I did not notice it. People, please stop complaining. It's not. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Like, fine. They're, I'll agree. They're too colorful. Like, and it, it kind of has this feel. Like, even here in Puerto Rico, you go through like a maybe poor um, neighborhood, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you'll see like this bright and shiny mustang in the yeah. entrance okay fine he invested every everything he had on the car so you know it happens um but I, i'll agree it, it, it looks kind of weird but i don't care <laughs> like i said it last week like i love when star wars is yeah. stupid so yeah whatever so connor first impression of the not just the bikes but then the characters uh drash i think is the female character's name i don't know the other guys are you okay with them have any issues 
Yeah, I, I liked the gang. Um, you know, Boba says that she's got guts. She's the mm-hmm. first one to stab BK. <laughs> I mean, takes out her knife, doesn't care. Yeah. He's a big giant Wookiee. I don't mind the speeder bikes. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars has always taken inspiration from Japanese culture. And these Vespas remind me of Boza Zuko, which is a style for cars and motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Very Japanese current culture. Um, could they have been a little bit more dinged up? Probably um, you know, I, I think that people are overreacting a little bit much. Uh, but my criticism for the the chase scene is not the chase scene in itself, but the length of the scene. I did not believe it needed to be four minutes long. It was a little much. <laughs> it was uh, yeah. four was, minutes. It was four minutes. Oh, it was it was a little long. But besides that, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Yes, that the the representation of speed might have not have been there, but it was all practical. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to do that in practical. So I. Yeah. I even saw like I don't I don't think I don't, I don't know if you guys saw it um the shot of of Drash like doing the drift mm-hmm. it's sped up like if if you see her hurt her hair it doesn't move naturally it's like it's the shot it's like extremely sped up yeah I saw someone post about it um yeah, that's how okay. I learned uh but yeah I don't have a problem with the gang I love that they're extremely colorful and that they kind of. Yeah, we're here. We're on Tatooine. We're we're gonna show off. I loved it. The only my only complaint was they they looked too much like a Vespa. Especially the bottom part was like too flat. If they made it some designs to make it more Star Wars, okay. But they stood out, which was great. Uh, people complained, we keep going to Tatooine. It's the same thing. Okay, here's something new. Oh, it's too new, like always. Um, but yeah, I love Drash. I love her that everyone has these cybernetic implants. Reminded me of the book Last Shot by the Jose or there that this villain just keeps putting these droid parts because he's obsessed or whatever. It reminded me of that. It gave me more, more solo vibes, especially the, the chase scene, the speeder that the Majordomo was using. What's Mo adding? I adore Spy Kids, so I have no problem with the gang. Everyone that loves Spy Kids is loving this show because there's Robert Rodriguez is bringing a lot of that. I haven't seen Spike in I don't know how long. I think I only saw <laughs> yeah. the first one. I don't even know how many are there. Four. Uh, but four? I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, might, that might be a bit too many. But, okay. <laughs> uh, but I'm fine with the gang. Uh, same thing. The spirit chase, a little too slow. But the speeder that the Majordomo was racing, uh, driving, and then this protocol droid walking right down the street reminded me of Solo when he's being chased. Uh, by the white worms at the beginning, and then this other droid gets in the way and gets run over. Keeps giving me those solo vibes that I love. And I love seeing them square with Black Crescentan because that was a great fight. Uh, let's just jump to it. So Boba Fett, it's in his back, the tank, dreaming of Camino, and then it opens and all the water pours out. And I said this yesterday, this is my homeowner mentality came in. I hope there's a drain because that's a lot of water <laughs> to just kind of fall down. And then the it's floor not, is ruined. The floor is ruined. Yeah, the floor. Come on, that's not laminate. No, yeah. that's not going to hold. He has carpet. Uh, but then he gets thrown the hell out. This reminded me of Predator. Uh, he gets beat up. Then the, the gang comes. They get beat up also. It's still Fennec Shan comes and uses her, her head. Okay, well, let's just throw him down the, down the chute to the empty Rancor pit. But Connor, take me, take me through your mentality watching this fight scene. 
when I saw Black Chrysanthemum in episode two, I said, if this guy is not yeeting somebody, a grown <laughs> man, like a baby doll, at some point in this show, I'm going to be upset. Uh, semi-naked old man. Semi-naked, just <laughs> throwing my guy across the room. I, 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 I loved it. Uh, I also liked that when the Gamorrean guard showed up, it was cool that BK immediately realized like the gang was less of a threat, but he yeah. needed to take out the guards and just mm-hmm. clotheslines both of them. <laughs> Uh, and, and and takes them down and and BK just looks fantastic. I hope that this is the 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 not the last time that we see him. Yeah. No, so so Oti, um so before you go, I can't believe I saw on Twitter people saying, "Oh, he should have beaten the gang even more." He threw. They, there were like eight people jump ganging up on him. He threw everyone against every wall. He got stabbed with that. Gaffrey Gaffrey stick like twice got stabbed by Drash also. So, oh man, I love those brass knuckles that he had. I don't know how Boba still has a jaw with that right hook that he took, but yeah, it was a great fight scene, very brutal. And I think we'll get him back. There's no way. Yeah, just walk away. Uh, But Oti, thoughts on this fight? For me, it was even like a jump scare. Like when when I was like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> um so i i loved it i, I was so happy i i think we've never seen a wookie in action like because yeah. we've seen showy like shooting and in in solo we see him like fight mm-hmm. but black resentment like you know he 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 was fighting and <laughs> I, I was happy i was happy <laughs> yeah yeah it's a, a great scene i did he plays on something a little bit further i forgot to mention the actual beginning of the show, it's when Boa Fett is talking with the droid with AD8 and kind of saying, hey, this is how the land is divided now. There's three sections. Uh, let me see. The Trandoshans have the city center, Aqualish, the workers district, and then the Clatoonians have the spaceport and the upper sprawls. I love love seeing that um, projection that he had of all of Mosespa. Um, and I then this watermonger comes to complain, and I love again ADA. He just wants to torture people. When the guy says, "Oh, we don't respect you," enough. He was ready to <laughs> kill him right there. Enough. But then Bob was, "Oh, let him speak." Uh, and that's when we jump into the the gang, the speeder gang. But then just following up with Black Santan, then here comes the twins. The hot twins show up. I, um, I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Do you guys are a bit suspicious about Fennec Shand? not being there for the fight like she took like a while to get there maybe she was taking a shower maybe she was in the bathroom i don't know yeah but keeping the bed warm for boba to get there (laughs) (laughs) i i really didn't think about it until a friend of mine like said hey it's kind of weird i was like hmm i don't know i think the the speeder again took a while to get there boba got thrown like five times before they showed up again maybe all that water on the floor they had to walk thread carefully oh uh and then once they go down the stairs that's when fennec shan shows up we don't know we don't know how big this palace is maybe it takes a while to get there well we've played the palace in battlefront 2 we so did. we know yeah. the palace is pretty big uh you know i, I think she's got <laughs> her own quarters um i like the train of thought of maybe she does have her own interests i think that that would be a really good plot twist that the show could benefit from but what we know from star wars and life debts I don't know yeah. that that would happen particularly, but I do agree. It did take her a little bit long to get there, and she loves those throwing knives. <laughs> loves them. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah could I just blow, blow him right off? Now let me just throw this dart or this this knife and just knock him down the, the pit. But then it was funny to me because in all the other episodes, she's the one that's ready to kill someone. And then when Boba and they say, okay, I got to send a message. And she's like, oh, you already sent it. He's down there in the pit. Don't worry about it. I thought she was going to be the first one. Yeah, let's go get him. Finally. But then the, yeah, no. So because that, that's one of the complaints of the show, and let's just jump into it. That Boba, it's we know it's a different Boba Fett. It's not this bounty hunter that we've kind of made on our mind or through the comic books. He has different motivations now. And Fennec Chance, the one kind of you gotta play the game, you gotta be a bit more a bit more, more upfront. We already saw that people don't respect you. Do you guys feel that that this Boba Fett feels a little bit different from the one we saw in the Mandalorian? It's kind of the same kind of progression. No. I, I mean, he does arrive in Tython to, you know, kick ass. So yeah. I, I can't, but that was like the reintroduction of the character. Like mm-hmm. he had to have like a scene like that. And I, I shout out to Try Out of the Force. Um, they, they had like this breakdown of Boba Fett, like Boba Fett, the action figure versus Boba mm-hmm. Fett, the character. And we're getting into Boba Fett the character because yeah. this show could not be Tython over and over and over and over and over again. Like, spoiler alert, it's gonna get old. Like, yeah. So, I really do hope he has like a big scene, maybe with the rancor and everything. Like that. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't think it's detached because even in in the Tython thing, he, he, he can leave and go about his day, and he's like, no, no, not quite. We're not done here. I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna help you. So I'm gonna say no. It's I don't. Feel it's attached from that character. I feel it's a little bit different, but I think there's a good reason for it. You know, this is Mark Rodriguez's Boba Fett. You know, the writing and everything that we got in Mando was, you know, di- we had all these different directors, and in this show we have uh, predominantly two writers, one director. Mm-hmm. We know that we are getting some more direction from John uh, from Dave Filoni later in the season, uh, but I, I do think that this is Mark Rodriguez's Boba. Uh, you know, just think about how his interaction with Bo-Katan and, uh, of course her name is, is escaping me, uh, later in Mandalorian season two, you know, he gets in her face like right away. And I feel like we don't see that from Boba, but the explanation is what he's learned from the Tuscans. You know, he used to be right in your face all the time. And now he takes a little bit to think about his actions. And yeah, I think people look over that a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to put it now because this was actually a question that for our question segment, Rebel Thoughts, but our friend Roberto was here and he asked, Boba Fett has been very tame so far. Will we see him cut loose and see a bit of the old Boba Fett and what will it take for, for him to get there? And we kind of talked about it. Uh, Otis said we will probably get one at least one big scene. I think we will. Maybe he's riding the Rancor down, down the streets of Mos Espes. going to... Like maybe that's where the whole budget went. Forget about everything else we've seen. Just give us that. So one quick comment: like people forget <laughs> that in the first episode, he blew a guy up. Like yes, I saw <laughs> like someone say, "Oh, I'm waiting for him to disintegrate someone." It happened already. Uh, yeah, they didn't pay attention. <laughs> uh, but rancors. We've been talking about rancors. So the hot twin show up. My bad. We tried to kill you. Sorry. We'll, we'll leave. Here's our gift. Here's our rank. That was so weird. You can kill Black Santa. We don't care about it. And send them back to the gladiator pits. And this is your present. It's like, and we're done. We're going back to Nalhota. We don't want wars. 
I still don't trust those shots. I think they have a uh, a part to play. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird because they got there pretty quick. He just, last night they tried to kill him. They're already there by six in the morning. Sorry about that. Um, so yeah, Connor, Hot Twins, Rancor, uh, Danny Trejo. Loved the Hut Twins. <laughs> I hope we see more of them. I think that everything that we've seen them has been really, really good so far. The mm -hmm. accents, everything about them, the the visual effects, super, super great. Danny Trejo is in Star <laughs> Wars. Can, like, seriously? Yeah. And it was so cool to see him on, on Twitter and Instagram being so happy to be in the Star mm -hmm. Wars universe. And I, I think that I love seeing just established actors that we know be brought into Star Wars. Everyone wants to be in Star Wars. I thought that was mm -hmm. super cool. And we've already talked about it. Rancor looked amazing. And I 100% agree. I do not trust the twins i i yeah. don't trust them so much that i hope that we continue to see them more so because i don't want their part to be done yeah um agreed i've seen some people say no that's it they don't they don't want anything to do about this they've done it now us don't play that they'll be back because it makes no sense oh we're here this is ours no we couldn't kill you okay we're leaving didn't make sense no it's weird like we're gonna take this because it's our birthright and then like oh no the pikes are involved we're not getting it yeah <laughs> uh so i'll say when i watched it first seeing danny trejo threw me off because it's not oh who's that oh is that danny no it, it's danny trejo you could he's there he's not playing a character he's there but then seeing it again and what i love about it like you said connor it's the love that these people have for being in that universe and that okay i don't care if it took me out seeing that same as uh, diego luna loves being in star wars so much i'm fine with it it was great seeing him and then that scene in the pit talking to boba how to deal with the rancor how they imprint into the first person they see uh and then they got kind of called away because of the major and all that uh oti final thoughts on the rancor is he gonna ride it? Do you think Danny Trejo is a plant by the hot twins? So is he there as no, he's fine. He's gonna help with the rancor training. I, I trust Danny Trejo because he's Danny <laughs> Trejo and he would never do anything like that. I, <laughs> I I love him. Like ever since they announced um Robert Rodriguez as you know part of the showrunners, mm -hmm. I, I knew we were gonna see Danny Trejo. And the minute he showed up, I was like, okay, so Robert Rodriguez directed this episode because you know they're so so close friends um i love the rancor thing i'm a huge like animal lover so like seeing someone be like hey you know they're basically like the pit bulls of the galaxy <laughs> like yeah if, if you train them to be like mm -hmm. rabid dogs that's what you're gonna get but if you treat them with, with respect with love you're gonna get something totally different so can't wait to see that rancor <laughs> beloved by Boba Fett because Boba Fett looks so happy next to that <laughs> thing, like so so happy. <laughs> yeah, like it's... those those stills of um, Tamora Morrison. That smile is infectious, man. Mm -hmm. like, it's huge. Yeah. Um, any hope? Do you held any hope that that was Moochie from the Bad Batch or nah? He's too young. Don't worry. <laughs> it is Moochie. It is Moochie. <laughs> you say it yeah. doesn't matter. It's it, it is in my head canon. It's Moochie. <laughs> it, it would be, it would definitely be really cool uh, for it. Um, I, I'd be I'd be all for it, one hundred percent. Yeah. Hey, I, I wanted to mention something very quick that happened at the beginning of the episode. Mm -hmm. Do you guys know about the uh, Bomar monks? Oh, yes. that spider at the beginning. Yeah. But do you do you know the story of the Bomar monks? 
Uh, the only I know they were in Return of the Jedi and one little corner, darkened corner. But let's bring this back at the end of the episode. It's weird. Yes. All right. Let me let me make a comment because we're all for you. I'm just gonna write spiders at the end, like at the very end. Ah. Uh, so anyway, so then the huts say, "Well, we're leaving because the mayor promised the the area, the territory to someone else." Mm-hmm. And then they say, "Okay, let's go pay him a visit." And we see my friend. The Mayor Domo, which I love so love much, him. but he's love just him. an idiot. But apologies. And I'm, he didn't say it this time, which made me mad. But he's <laughs> like, oh, no, he's he's not here. He, he's gone for the month or whatever. Locked himself and then just drives away. Then we have the chasing. We talked about the chasing already. But he said that uh, one thing in the chasing, Boba Fett gets there with his jetpack pretty quickly. I think he could have done this instead of sending the the Vespa again. He no, could have just flown over. I was over. hoping for that to happen. I really was. Yeah. But talking about it yesterday, maybe he just seen how good they really are. Just This is their first test. Go and get that guy over there. But then, hey, the Major is working with the Pikes. And then we come to the end scene and we see this transport and all the pikes coming down, which was an awesome shot. I love seeing the pikes. Their design, like you said, Connor, is great. Um, and then we're getting ready for war. So real quick, Connor, knowing that the pikes are involved, and where do you see this going in the future episodes? I hope we get more name drops of more syndicates. You know, okay. we, we had the name drops in Solo. Uh, and, and we've even had in, in the original Star Wars trilogy, we've had name drops of these syndicates. You know, now we have the huts. We got a little bit of introduction of pikes and clone wars and whatnot. I'm hoping that we actually do have some sort of an all out war. And mm-hmm. maybe Boba's got to call in some other people. You know, maybe yeah. he's got some black son or or whoever it might be to help him in this, you know, with this with this turf war. Maybe he even aligns with the huts. You know, who knows? Nice. But, uh, you know, I like you said that I loved them uh, I, I like them even without their masks off super cool <laughs> I, I'm, I can't wait to see more of them and, and what they do right we've only kind of seen them in action shooting on the train mm-hmm. you know so hoping for some like more close combat stuff with them yeah yeah because those guys on the train were more like kind of not even enforcers just you're there to protect the train not we're not part of the syndicate kind of sort of hired guns all, all, almost so yeah seeing what this group that just came in about 12 of them let's see what they do but yeah, Ati, your thoughts on this, and then where, are we gonna get more crime syndicates? I'm thinking from the trailer that Boa Fett met with all the other families in that big table with the Trandoshans. I think he's going to them, hey, we have this problem that we got a band together. Uh, do you see this coming? Is Kieran Crimson Dawn still out there and maybe show up at some point, episode six? Yeah, so the thing is that we don't know the fate of Kira and Crimson Dawn because that story is still being told. Mm-hmm. I hope she's alive. I hope she'll show up, but she I'm not to. sure. But no, don't say that. That's dangerous. <laughs> uh, are we going to see more syndicates? I hope so, man. Um, Yeah, like I, I really thought they were going to go the route of creating new ones for the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy they didn't, and we're, we already saw the pikes and the huts. So let's see what happens. Um, I love the the pikes, but I, I like their design from the Clone Wars a bit better. I know you know practical things CGI Sorry. maybe wouldn't work as well, so I'm fine with it. But yeah, my only it's not complaint for me. My only thing about the pikes is that every iteration looks different. There's few tweaks, like you said in. 
in Clone Wars and Rebels, they are this bigger kind of head and all that. Solo, it got reduced a little bit. And now we have this other design, which is great. Have also have the little double oh, neck. Yeah. They look good. <laughs> they, they really look good. They look but... great. And seeing them without their masks and just talking basic is fine. Seeing them with their masks and talking whatever language they are is also great. But yeah, I think now all, a lot of the complaints that people have had so far in terms of it's moving too slow, it's not really this gangster story. I think now it's going to pick up for the final, what, four episodes. Now we're going to see that play out. Um, hopefully the flashback I kind of done already and we can focus on this primary story going forward, find out how he um Fennec Shang got together, but then just go to this bigger gangster syndicate crime, crime blog story that we all thought we were getting from the beginning. But that's the great thing about television. We had like seven hours to tell this story. So it's only been three. We'll get there. All right, so any final thoughts on this episode, Oti, before we come back and talk about the bomberacks or whatever they call it? The spider. <laughs> uh, Connor, you, you want to say anything? Yeah, the comment about Kira. I yeah. would absolutely love to see Kira get involved in this. However, this is 22 years after the events of Solo. Would this take you guys out if you saw Amelia Clark walk on screen? I mean, 22 I, years later... I, I thought about this, but uh -huh. we have the same problem with Katie Sackhoff as um, true, Bo-Katan. Yeah, as Bo-Katan, because she should be like Anakin's age by this time, and Anakin mm -hmm. was an old man in the original Return of the Jedi. Yeah, so it, I'm fine with it, man. Age, age in Star Wars is something that's totally weird. Also, like how did Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi age so much? Like, in, <laughs> and even way. Boba, Boba is supposed to be like 40 or something at this point. So I had an issue with it, thinking about it, Connor, because I the same thing. Of course, you can't have anyone else that's, Katie, that's not Katie sake of playing Bo-Katan. So it, it had to be her, even though for us, eh, should it? Same thing for Kira. But then I think real world. Look at Paul Rudd. Look at Keanu Reeves. They've been the same for 40 years. I hit their vampires. Maybe I, some, maybe I some mean, people in Star Wars have this, those same vampire genes, and yeah. they're one of them. Jane Fonda's like 90 and looks better than people in their <laughs> 60s. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. So that kind of brings an end to the episode. We didn't talk too much about the Speeder Gang. I, 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 want, I, mean, I, want, I wanted to mention a little thing. Um, I love the watermonger. Yeah, like he's yes. he's Milton from Office Space, and I loved him, and I, I love how he was like, oh, they have these um weird enhancements with technologies, <laughs> like an old guy complaining about kids with tattoos and piercings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're riding skateboards in my front yard. Get out of my lawn. <laughs> but if I for that, I'll say I know I mentioned Danny Trejo took me out a little bit. This guy, as soon as I saw him, like, ah, yeah, Office Space, what are you doing here? Get out. Oh no, I didn't. I, I couldn't out. deal with him. Oh, okay, it, didn't no. it didn't take me out either. I, <laughs> I loved I, it. I, would, I loved it. I would enjoy more slapstick comedy in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I don't think we have enough of it, especially in the TV shows. I think there's obviously more screen time than a movie mm -hmm. to deal with more slapstick comedy. So I, I enjoyed him. Yeah, uh, that's I, I really that's where him. I am with the mayor. I love the mayor, even though he's stupid with all his stuff. But I'm yeah. in the majordomo. That's where I get it. This yeah, guy's okay. Fine, you got some K. weird Milton. hairs. Yeah, yeah, K. Milton. Yeah. <laughs> But then it's funny when Boba Fett tells again, okay, you're working with for me, and he just comes out of nowhere. Oh, what are you doing? He's just looking out the window, like you say, oh, this old guy just yeah, waiting yeah. for the police to get everyone out of the way. 
And I'm like, I love that scene when he's like, he they owe me 1,300 credits. And he's like, what? <laughs> For water? <laughs> and then water gets broken. And every episode, water is just draining out of everything. Dude, yeah. It's so important. Uh, all right. So you want to talk about the spider, the Bomar, whatever okay. its name is. So give us the backstory. And Connor, if you know any anything about it, just let I us know. just found out about this like on Thursday, maybe. Um, so they're like these group of monks that they vow to not have any sensation or interaction with anything. So they extract their brains, Ugh. put them inside these spiders, and they just like walk around whenever they need anything. But yeah, their brains are just like hanging out there so they can meditate and go like deeper into their spiritual trance. <laughs> and so those monks lived in Java's palace. They have like different palaces around Tatooine and the, um, the crime syndicates have been taking over them and basically expelling them. But Java the Hutt kept them around because he liked how gruesome they look. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> Even I wish Star we got Wars. a story like that. Tell us about that in the, in the TV shows, but I, I mean, that's a lot to take in. Uh, well, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I know I, I had seen them in, Return of the Jedi. I didn't know the backstory. I knew there was one, but I didn't go after it. I, Everyone lost it when they showed up in the trailer. I was like, yeah, whatever. They're there. I, I had no idea what they were. I literally found out on Thursday, I think. <laughs> but I just love that Star Wars thing. Like some random thing in the background suddenly gets this massive yeah. backstory. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Did you know about this, Connor? Yeah, it's, it's when... It's when C-3PO and R2 are first walking mm -hmm. into Jabba's palace, right? And C-3PO kind of looks around. And he's like, ooh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's one of the monk, Beaumont monks walking in the background. Uh, they also had uh, there are two things I wanted to bring up. In the special edition, we have a scene that like steps back from Jabba's palace and we have a sand creature use his tongue like a... Yeah like a frog. We saw mm -hmm. that same creature in yeah. this episode. So a little mm -hmm. bit of a callback. And then my favorite line of the episode, I want to ride it. I've ridden uh, yeah. 10 times its size. <laughs> Clearly a, a, yeah. a callback to holiday special Boba mm -hmm. riding that big dinosaur. So I, like you said earlier, uh, Alberto, I, we got to get him on that rancor. Why would, why else would they say it? If they're not going to show it, if they I don't, just, that's all. I'll throw I my just, Star Wars fan card. Come on, don't tease us like that. Yeah, and then don't, don't do this. it. I just thought of something. What if he? We don't see him in this series, but then when he returns in Mandalorian or whatever that shows leading to, he arrives in that like badass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just a fight. We haven't seen Boba in like two years, and all of a sudden, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's gonna. He has to do <laughs> yeah, it this season. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool, but no. Uh, it has to happen now because, uh, but why? That should be a big, I know something has to happen to him for him to need to ride a Ranko into battle. I mean, he can just ride it like it'll be fun. He can master riding this Ranko, then he sees Mando, and you couldn't ride a Blurg. Come on, I'm riding can, a Ranko over here. Can you ima imagine it's just like overkill? It's just like a small battle, and he arrives like, <laughs> yeah, it's over. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of it. I think all overall, it was a good episode. Uh, I, I really liked it. I really liked it. A little bit of backlash with the uh, Tusk and the way it was handled. 
And again, for myself, it doesn't hit as hard as it did for indigenous people and people that has this in their history. So I understand why they're upset about it. Uh, but a lot of most of the thing out there that people were complaining was the bikes too colorful, doesn't fit in Star Wars, doesn't fit on Tatooine. We're all kind of in the same page. That was kind of the point of it. They look cool. They did what they were supposed to do. And uh, we'll see where it goes from now. So still excited for the season. Uh, do you guys know, I don't think it's been said anywhere, but do you think this is a one and done season or there might be another one afterwards? Because I'm kind of, it's going too slow. But if it's two seasons or three, then yeah, there'll be more stories or is this just going to be a one and done show? I, I, I think that we get another one. You know, I think it's very easy and, you know, book two, Book yeah. of Boba Fett. You know, I, I think that that'd be very easily done. Um, you know, it's, it reminds me of Avatar The Last Airbender. You know, we had each book being a different yeah. chapter of, you know, the elements and whatnot. So I, I think that we do get more from this. I don't think this is going to end. And especially having, we can consider Tamora probably a legacy character now, right? We put him up there with, uh, you know, other people. Let's use him. We have him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he wants to play. He wants yep. to keep doing this. He, on an interview, he said, they asked him about the Ahsoka show. He said, oh, where's Rex? Where's Cody? Where's... Call me. Exactly. <clears throat> so... Maybe he shows up in Obi-Wan as Cody. Who knows? Cody, if you're following the, if you've been following me for that two years, someone's been doing this show. I have a vendetta against Cody. So I love Cody. Cody. So. Um, all right. So that kind of wraps up our show for today. Thank you both, Otis. Thank you, Connor, for being here for the first time. We'll we'll do it again soon. Uh so Connor, starting with you, where can people find you? Um, uh, what's what's next for you guys over there? First of all, Alberto, thank you very much for yeah. having me. I enjoyed my time here. Uh, you guys can find us on social media at ConCon's Cantina everywhere except TikTok. TikTok is ConCon's Cantina podcast. Uh, and we have episodes that come out every single Monday. Cool. Alti? Hi. Um, yeah, you can find me over at Twitter and Instagram at EP Star Wars, whatever it says down here. I host a podcast called El Podcast of Star Wars. It's a bilingual podcast. Sometimes it's in English. Sometimes it's in Spanish. When it's switched, I don't know. So, yeah. All right. And thank you guys for being here, Oti, as always. Uh, we'll see you next week. Next week, we have our friend Candace from The Geeky Waffle is going to be here talking about episode four. Connor, thank you for being here. Great meeting you. We're sure to do this again. Uh, with everything that's happening in Star Wars, we have plenty of time to meet up. Go make sure you check out his show every Monday. Uh, for us, as always, if you're here, you know where to find us, but on Twitter and Instagram at Radio Rebel Pod. New episodes here on YouTube every Saturday at 5 p.m. And then if you just want to listen to us on your drive to work, then new episodes drop on Monday for your podcast. So thank you, everyone in the chat. Dale, may the force be with you. Mo, Apprentice Ewok, Mr. Res, Paul, everyone that joined us today. Thank you for being here. And as always, stay safe, be safe, and may the force be with you. Rebellions are built on hope.